What a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord, to not only feel his presence, to be a partaker in giving praise. We say it so often. We say it nearly every service. He is the King of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. Do you realize what we are saying? Out of all the royalty and the mighty kings that have ever been in this world, we serve the one who surpasses all of them put together and well beyond. And what a privilege we are. We, we, we are a privileged people to be able to stand here tonight and declare uh, his goodness, his mercy, his blessings in all of our lives. And truly, I thank him tonight. It's good to be here. I appreciate him, and I thank him for this opportunity tonight. Thank you, musicians. You may go down this evening. I appreciate you tonight. Appreciate Brother Joel leading us in praise and worship, being sensitive to the Lord, and just obeying him. You know, that is key to anything. I read of Old Testament prophets before some of them were able to give the word of the God, uh, word of the Lord God. They said, bring me a minstrel, let them come and play. Let them come and begin to minister. And when they begin to minister, the word of the Lord begins to unfold. There's something about praise and worship that will draw the presence of God. And if you want his presence, you become a worshiper of his great name. You become a praiser of his great name and you will find God's presence will be there in many a time. How many can say this? Through your worship, many times your deliverance and answers have come. I can tell you many times it has happened for me. I love the Lord tonight. Could I get you to stand with me tonight for the reading of the word of the Lord? I'm so grateful tonight for God's word. I am thankful for the word of the Lord we heard this morning. Thank you, Brother Willis, once again about the bait and switch. The enemy is trying to bait you. And if you're not careful, he will deceive you and cause you to be lost. I don't want a false bill of goods. I, I, bill of goods. I want something that's real and true and genuine. I want something that will sustain me in this hour in which we are in. We are in the very last hour. First Kings chapter number 21. We'd like to turn our attention tonight. First Kings chapter 21, beginning at verse 17. I would like to read verse 18, 19, and 20. 1 Kings chapter number 21, beginning of verse number 17, down including verse number 20. And if you're there, say amen. amen. All right, let's read tonight. And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, which is in Samaria. Behold, he is in the vineyard of Naboth, whither he is gone down to possess it. And thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Hast thou killed and also taken possession? And, hast, and thou shalt speak unto him, saying, Thus saith the Lord, In the place where dogs lick the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick thy blood, even thine. And Ahab said to Elijah, Hast thou found me, O mine enemy? And he answered, I have found thee, because thou hast sold thyself to work evil in the sight of the Lord. Church, would you pray with me tonight? Lord Jesus, once again, we give honor and praise unto your great worthy and matchless name. We come before you as we acknowledge our dependency of not only your strength, 
But God, of your anointing upon your messenger, I pray tonight for a mind of clarity. And Lord, your anointing upon this mind. I pray, Lord, anoint these lips of clay. And Lord, to preach the word. I pray, preparing hearts to receive that word that you would have brought forth tonight. We honor you and give you the glory. And truly tonight, Lord, all praise is yours. I pray for the saving of souls. I pray for the turning of hearts. I pray for the changing of hearts today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated tonight. I'd like to title this message tonight, It's Not For Sale. It's not for sale. What's not for sale, Brother Rains? My gift. It's not for sale. It's not for sale. Established by God and distributed throughout the book of Joshua. Our references would be, if you want to look them up, Joshua 13, uh, chapter 13, 1 through 22, and uh, also chapters 22 through 34. You'll read where inheritances were uh, distributed. It was the land of promise that had been conquered and being conquered. And it was through Joshua that the lands were conquered. They were taken possession of and they were distributed amongst the children of Israel. The inheritance or possession is mentioned no less than 50 times in the book of Joshua. I just want to let that sink in. How important is an inheritance? How important is the possession? It was mentioned nearly 50 plus times in the book of Joshua alone. But we're reading tonight, and, and I, and I want to make this emphasis in our reading, but prior to, I'd like to tell you about one instance in inheritance in the book of Numbers 36 and 7. It tells us just how important, and there are many references, but Numbers 36, 7 tells us, the latter part of that verse, how important the inheritance was. In that latter part of the verse, and I just want to read that last part where it says, For every one of the children of Israel shall keep himself to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. What's it saying? It's simply saying, What you have received of God, your inheritance that come down to your father, that would be passed down from generation to generation. It is so important that that inheritance, it is supposed to be taken not for granted, it is to be taken to the heart, and it should never be for sale. Though it could be sold. There were times where people were in desperate situations, and they would sell it cheap. And by doing so, by selling it not for the fair price, they were enabled to purchase at a later date and redeem it, if you will, at a later time. But there were times where lands were stolen. There were times where lands were taken by shifty and crafty people. It's a tragedy. This is nothing new. We see it all the time. We see all kinds of laws, and we see those that are making laws, and a lot of times laws are made, and those that are some that are able to get a loophole in while others are caught in the midst of it all. But in the midst of all, there's a God that sees and knows. And though man may make his laws and make what we know should not be right, just what Paul said in the last days, what did he say? They would call evil good. 
and they would call good evil. We have laws today that are surely doing that very same thing. But church, tonight when it comes to your possession and to my possession, when it comes to our inheritance and the things of God, these things should you to I to be so priceless that no matter what anyone would offer you, it should not be a hesitation. It's not for sale. My inheritance, it's not for sale. You can't buy me. You can't give me enough. My inheritance, it is not for sale. Don't even ask. It's an inheritance. And so we read the importance. And it is men, as we have read tonight, like Naboth that took a stand in the presence of a king that was so evil, corrupt, pervert. He was, Ahab was the most, up until his time, there was none. In fact, I don't know if ever exceeded the evil of Ahab. His evil was so extensive, God's anger was so kindled about this man. And if it wasn't enough that he was evil, he married a wife that was evil, and it just magnified it even more. But in his state of condition, he looked upon a vineyard near the wall and he began to do something the Bible said that we should not do, and that is to covet. He began to covet another man's property. He began to covet another man's goods. He began to desire something that was not his. I'm going to tell you something tonight. God has blessed every one of us. He has blessed us tremendously. We can all say we have been blessed by God. And for that, we give him praise and we give him thanks. But I tell you, the greatest blessing God gave to you and I tonight is when he drew us from a world of sin. He drew us from a place and a state of condition. We could not deliver ourselves. We needed a deliverer. We needed a savior. And my friend, tonight, he filled you with the Holy Ghost. You've been baptizing. In Jesus name oh you've got an inheritance we have got an inheritance tonight we have got a possession because he dwells within us we have got something church that the world didn't give and the world can't take it away you can give it away but it can't take it away I've made up my mind church it's not for sale it's not for sale. What God has given, I'm going to cherish and hold on to. But Ahab looked down at that garden. He said, wow, that's pretty nice. Oh, I've got nicer, but that's nice. And oh, it's so close. Man, I'd like to have that. There's a danger when we begin to look at other things, things that don't belong to you or I. They belong to God. God has made us all stewards. How many realize this tonight? God has made us all stewards, and he's given us possessions. He's given us goods. He's given us things. But remember in all this, the blessings of God, your most greatest and most cherished possession should be your walk with him. It should be your relationship with him. Naboth cherished this vineyard. It had been given to him. It had been passed down to him. And he took well of that, that garden. He no doubt took his time in that garden because everything he'd done in that garden reminded him of his father. 
and of his father's father. Everything he'd done in that garden, he could see memories. He could see things that had been established long before him. And so that garden was not just a garden. It was not just a mere garden to Naboth. No, that garden to him was a possession that was of his heart. That garden to him, that vineyard to him, was a place of refuge. It was a place of reminding the promises and blessings of God. Oh, church tonight, I am thankful for the promises and the blessings of God. I am thankful tonight to know there's a God that still blesses his children, those that will put him first, those that will love him, that will honor him with their lives. Naboth says, and to us tonight, I just want to kind of give some illustration he stands for all and everything that honors the ways and things of God. That's what Naboth stands for. Naboth would say in Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. That's what the Naboths would say. The Naboths would say, Matthew 6, the words of Christ, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The Naboths would say in Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Oh, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. However, there are Ahabs out there. And Ahab stood for all displeased and anger, God. Ahab, you can know, would be the one who would say these kind of things. You can worship God when you feel like it. You can just worship God at home. You don't need that church house. You need your rest. You have to go to work tomorrow. You, you've got based bills to pay. You know that now. You, you, and if you don't get your rest, you're not going to do your job. I want to tell you, when I put God first in my life, he has given me the best rest. When I put God first in my life, he has given me true peace. When I put God first in my life, he has given me healing when I've needed it. It does not mean we won't suffer and go through things, but when God becomes our possession, when his ways are our ways, when his word becomes our word, uh, when his will becomes our will, my friend, that's when you and I are saying, this inheritance, uh, this possession, oh, it's not for sale. Listen to me, Ahab. It is not for sale. Ahab will say, a little wine won't hurt you here or there. Just take a little sip. Oh, you know, 1 Timothy 5, 23 says, you know, just that, Drink a little wine for thy stomach's sake. Yeah. But he doesn't remind, he doesn't want you to see that that first sip leads to the drink, to the bottle, the drunk, the loss, the tragedy. There's a danger. There's a danger. And that is why, church, we must be willing when these tempters come to say, no, it's not for sale. It's not for sale. The words of King David in Psalm 101, verse 3, I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. David was simply saying, I don't want to see the evil junk. Don't want to hear it. Don't even present it before me. 
And if you got that kind of stuff, I'm going to turn aside and go the other way. Why? Because I've got an inheritance and I don't want it spoiled. I've got something better than the world has and I don't want to spoil what I know is better. I'm going to keep my eyes on him. I'm not going to get my eyes on the things that are around. That's what the Ahabs do. They're always looking. They're like a vulture. They're always looking what they can steal, what they can take. Church, tonight it's vital for each and every one of us to remember the words that Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We've got to make up in our minds what we're going to do in this life. It's not enough just to serve God a little bit. we got to serve him with our whole heart. It takes our whole heart in this. I don't want my walk with God to become a walk that is like the roller coaster, the walk that is like up today, down tomorrow. I don't want my walk with God to be like that. Listen to me, church. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have rough times. But in the rough times and the bad days, God's still good. And if you'll just love him, he's going to take you through it all. Come on, he'll take you through it all. But when bad times come, you want to blame the church? You want to blame the uh, pastor, the preacher? You want to blame the saint? No, no, no. You need to change your mindset. That's the spirit of Ahab. That's a spirit that's going to get you off track. When you get the mindset just like what Naboth had, no. No, no, no. I've heard and I know what's right and it's not for sale. I know what is true and I'm going to hold on to that to the end. Jesus would tell us about parables such as the pearl and the treasure in Matthew 13, 45 and 46. He told about one who had gathered pearls for we know that Jesus would illustrate in the parable and he would tell about the pearl, but the man who was a pearl collector, he didn't go in great detail other than he said, this man found a pearl of what? Great price. And he realized that there was nothing more valuable than that pearl to him, and he said, I'm getting rid of everything I've got. My other pearls, everything I've got, because I want that pearl great price. For you and I tonight, that relationship with Jesus Christ is that pearl of great price. His love for you and our love for him, that's the pearl of great price. That's the treasure, my friend, that you find. We have found. Oh, we really didn't find it. He, he, he was always looking for us. We, we think we found him. No, he just found us. We, we finally come to the realization he was there all the time. He had been waiting there for me to get my scruples right. Oh, God, I thank you. One day the word of God was able to reach the heart of a young boy and change my way of thinking and realize there's more to life. And I want that more. That more is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the most important thing you'll ever have in your life. He is the most important one to you and I tonight. And I pray tonight you realize he is your vineyard. I hope tonight you realize and knowing that Jesus is your inheritance, that you're not willing to sell it, that you're not going to allow the enemy to come in and cheat you out of it. You're not going to allow someone, as Brother Willis talked about, give you that flim-flam story and try to, cheat you out and no 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 church tonight we've got the best thing there ever was or ever will be we've got a personal relationship with jesus christ when he filled us with the holy ghost when we were buried in his name we become sons and daughters oh we are heirs to the throne 
My goodness, there is nothing better. There is nothing better. And for you and for I tonight, we must be reminded continually. And even David in the Psalms, in Psalm 118, 22, he talked about the stone. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. There will be people that will tell you today, the name don't matter. His name don't matter. They'll tell you today those kind of things. I want to say they're liars because they are just like what the psalmist said. They rejected that chief cornerstone. They rejected that chief cornerstone. His name is Jesus. Oh, I want to tell you, his name made the difference in my life. His name has made the difference in your lives. And without his name, we are nothing. You can go down in a watery grave in the titles, Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. You can go down a wet sinner and you'll come up a wet sinner because that's not the name. Oh, there's a name above every name. It's the name of Jesus Christ. You gotta go down in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. This vineyard's not for sale. No, sir. This vineyard's not for sale. Proverbs 23, 23. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. We often hear it quoted. We ask this question in Mark 8, 36. The words of Christ, For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? We mentioned it this morning, and it's worthy of mention again. Joshua, in Joshua 24, 15, that latter part, the last part of that verse, he said, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The choice is simply yours and mine, and no one can do it for you. You've got to make the choice. I've got to make the choice, and I've made mine. I've made mine. He is number one. He is my everything. And I've made him everything in my life. I want to ask you this question tonight. If the Lord would come, have you made your treasures in him or of the world? Where are your treasures tonight? Where are your treasures lying tonight? Have you been given a vineyard that's not really of his? It's, it's manufactured, it's man's ideas, it's man's traditions. Are your treasures in the things of this world, or have you received this great message and are cherishing this message tonight? I am thankful for this message, the truth that will make you free. I am thankful tonight for the word of God that will change a person's life, my friend, but the choices, oh, that are being made by men and women every day. And Brother Willis said it this morning, you know, there's a number that no man can number, and I believe that's vast, that's going to be in heaven. But when you think about that, terrible thought hell's continually growing because the number is growing every day why because too many have received the false bell of goods and they've received that and they've claimed to it and it's taken him to hell oh but church tonight there's a better way oh there's a much better way tonight i believe tonight when you hear this message oh buy the truth and sell it not you have got the best thing there is and it will take you to the heavenly city that city called heaven. 
I believe tonight, and then I'm closing, I want to ask this question because I know the answer for me, but you've got to determine it for you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, the words of Jesus, the words of Jesus. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve riches and the things of the world. You and I will make the decision, and you are making it even right now. You're saying, I've got, I know what is good. I've got one Lord, one faith, one baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. I've been born of water and of the Spirit. I know what's good. I've got what's real. It's changed my life. It's not for sale. I'm not going to be convinced. There's not a garden better. I love my inheritance, and I'm going to cherish my inheritance, for it is not for sale. You can choose the world, and I'm telling you, it'll take you to one place you don't want to go, or you can choose the vineyard of God. Oh, I'm glad for that vineyard of God tonight. I will hold to my inheritance. Oh, I want to be just like the Naboth. It's better to die in righteousness and to live a long life and be lost without God. We're making the choices tonight. John 10.10, 10, Brother Willis quoted this this morning. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to uh, kill, but to destroy. Jesus said, I am come. I am come that they might have life. Oh, hallelujah. And that they might have it how? more abundantly. Church, we've got the best thing there is. Why would you want what the world has to offer? Why would you want some kind of an invitation when you can have the best thing there is? It's not for sale. My gift, my walk with God, it is not for sale. First Apostolic Church, say it with me tonight. It is not for sale. Say it again.